You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Okay, how many of you have led a Jehovah's Witness to the Lord? One, two people. Tough, isn't it? But this one got saved just from a gospel tract. Are you ready? Dear Brothers in Christ and the Fellowship Tract League, I was a member of the Jehovah's Witness Church, but one day while walking downtown, I found this tract on the street, and I picked it up. I read it, bought a Bible, believed in the Savior, repented of all my sins, got baptized, and now I walk in the light. It's been many years now. I have friends that are still Jehovah's Witnesses, but I would like to see them saved. Do you still print the track that I found many years ago? And yes, we still printed the track he found many years ago. And yes, we send him a bunch. Amen. The Word of God is powerful. Yes. Amen. You see, uh, like that scripture said, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. How much of the Word of God? Well, how many uh, believe Romans Road is a good thing? You know, there's tracks that's got the Romans Road in it. We're sinners. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And uh, just a few verses telling us, first of all, how rotten we are. You know Dr. Don Green from Lansing, Michigan? A bunch of preachers and I was just with him. He's 90 years old. And there's about 50 of us in a room he looked at us, he said, my, you preachers all look nice, your ties. And anyway, he said, I, I got a message for you. You're all rotten to the core. <laughs> you know, when the Bible says there's none righteous, yes, no, not one. Yes, hey, we, that's why, that's why we got to watch it. That's why you hear about preachers falling because they got the same flesh as all of us have. Right. And we got to walk with God every day or it can happen to us. You want to hear one more? You need to hear this one. This fella was from Nigeria, 47 years old. And by the way, I started to say, you're a part of this. We have hundreds of churches that support the Fellowship Track League. But is any one more important than the other? So that's why you, you're as important as any of the churches we get to go to and tell them how that God is using his word all over the world, 90 languages. We just had a celebration September the 1st. We shipped out our five billionth gospel track. We don't know what box it was in, but that container held 1,050 boxes of 10,000 each, that total 10 and a half million. And that went to the country of South Africa. I have no doubt in my mind that there'll be people saved, and God knows how many, from the word of God that went to South Africa which you folks are part of. Aren't you glad to come to church this morning? Amen. Yes, sir. You could have missed, you know, and you'd have missed that. And then you'd have missed hearing about this fella in Africa that wrote us a letter. So it's pretty obvious he got the real thing. He wanted us to know about it. He says, sir, I greet you all. By the way, South Africa is English-speaking nation, so <clears throat> nine different tracks, all in English, but different, different ones. But they were all English because they're an English-speaking nation. Dear Fellowship Track League, sir, I greet you all. Thank you for this track. All this I did for thee. I think there's some on the back table. That's one we print in most of the languages we send out. 
And I never liked it because it was a gory picture of Jesus hanging on a cross on the front. And I thought that looks like Catholic, you know, he's not on the cross. Amen. He's, uh, he's in heaven. But anyway, this fellow said, thank you for that track. All this I did for thee. This is to let you know that now I believe in Jesus. And I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I now know the Lord Jesus through this gospel track a missionary gave from the Fellowship Track League. I, I got chills up and down my back when I read it. I want you to know that I love Jesus. Please send to me some more tracks and Christian books if you have them. Pray for me to let people know about Jesus. Thank you for your good work. Sincerely, Muhammad Bello. Amen. What do you suppose he was? Anyway, the PS says, I was a Muslim, but I'm now a Christian. Amen. So we ought not give up on those people. If a gospel track can change his life, changes address from hell to heaven from a gospel track, Shouldn't we pass them out more than we do? Yes. I said, shouldn't we pass them out more than we do? Yes, you say, why do you speak that way? Because we go to churches all across America. And I ask the same question. How many of you regularly, that means every time you leave the house, you regularly, that's on your mind and you carry gospel tracts. Can I see your hand? How come it gets so quiet when you ask a question like that? We have nobody to blame but ourselves for the kind of world that we live in. When God's word says, ye are my witnesses, and people that are lost are gonna go to a devil's hell and never get out, they'll burn forever. And what's sad is there could be some people in church this morning, you've done some religious things. You've obeyed mom and dad maybe. And uh, you come to church. And maybe you're like some of the folks that, well, you've done God a favor, you're in church, you know. And you don't read the Bible every day. You never had a desire to read the Bible. That only comes when you get born again. You fall in love with the Word of God. And God's Word changes us. Yes. We were just with a fella. In fact, it's a, what's his name? In our home church. Wes Winland. How many know Wes Winland? Wes Winland led this fella to the Lord in jail. Wes hasn't been able to go to the jail because he's had, he's had the virus. Over a month ago, he recovered. Then he had triple bypass surgery, and he was in church for the first time on Wednesday night. And he had to stand up and testify that God is good. And he wants to go back to the jail. He wants to have that jail ministry back. But anyway, Brian was in church, and when Wes testified, Brian had to stand up. He says, I'm thankful for this church that sent that man to the jail and told me how to go to heaven. Amen. He says, I was headed for hell and he said, because of Wes, I got born again. Amen. And this has been probably over a year ago that Brian got saved. And he was telling how when he got hungry for the word of God, he says, I read the whole New Testament, he said, just a couple of months. That's pretty obvious you got born again. He's hungry for the word of God. And he said, then I started the Old Testament. He says, I just keep staying hungry for the word of God. A normal response when you get saved. Are you saved this morning? Amen. Are you that hungry for the word of God? Amen. Well, you're glad, I'm glad that you're hungry on Sunday morning to be here. Say amen there. So uh, the word of God is powerful. Number two, I just mentioned to you about Russia. And I'll give you an illustration in just a moment. But the word of God is precious. 
when we went to Russia in that theater that we rented in Moscow, we had 700 Russian Bibles piled up in the foyer. They were hardback Russian Bibles. And we had it advertised all over town. If you want to call it a town, Russia, uh, uh, Moscow's a big city. But we rented, and it wasn't that expensive. We was even on television advertising. Everyone that comes to the theater at Moscow will receive a free Russian Bible. And you say, how can, they, how can you advertise that? It was in English. They're pretty sharp. Are you listening to me? I preached through an interpreter, but many of them spoke English. I was in a flea market, and right next to me was a fellow. He says, uh, let me give you a track. I gave him a Russian track. And uh, I said, where are you from? Oh, he says, I live about 300 miles north of Moscow. We're just here for a holiday, whatever that meant. And I said, ah, you spoke... You speak English. I said, are you from the States? No, I was born and raised in Russia. He says, we, we learned the English language in the school, he says, and I learned it as a child. And, and anyway, uh, now the rest of the story, this kind of excited me because I'm witnessing to him in English and he's understanding. And I said, sir, I can give you this one from the United States. I said, I'm a farm boy from South Dakota. I'll give you that one. And uh, began to witness to him. You know what he said? Praise the Lord, brother. I'm a believer. I mean, go all the way, 4,000 miles all on the other side of the world and then witness to a Russian. Thank the Lord, brother, I'm a believer. And we met other people there. That's what, they don't get all hung up on Baptists and Luther and all that. They say, I'm a believer. They've been born again. You say, you get hung up on Baptists? Yeah, I'm a Baptist because I believe that is like the word of God. Amen. And you say, what would you be if you weren't a Baptist? I'd be ashamed. <laughs> so yes, I'm a Baptist, but... We have to realize that uh, when you witness to a Russian man and he's born again, I'm a believer. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Well, what are you going to say? You've got to be a Baptist? No. So you praise the Lord and go on. Now, if he starts asking you questions, I believe that you, got to get, you should be baptized after you get saved. We was in the church last week, and uh, I shouldn't even tell you this. We was in the church last week, and an elderly lady in her 70s, Realized that she'd been saved but not baptized, so she got baptized. We was in a little town called, what was it? Force, Troy? Torch. Torch, Ohio. You know where it's at? Where is it? Who's that fellow from Ohio? You know where Torch is at? You know where Little Hocking is at? Okay, it's by Little Hocking, which is right by Parkersburg. Preached there last Sunday. And that elderly woman said, she's not elderly. 70 is young. <laughs> anyway, and now you want to hear the rest of the story? They had been witnessing to this fella who had been bringing his grandson to the school. And he had custody of his grandson. And so he, Grandpa, you got to come to church with me. So he comes to church. He realized he wasn't saved. And he got saved that Sunday while we were there. 78 years old. He's kind of marking time there. Boy, I'll tell you what, you're, you're, a lot of people did before they get 78. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. We ain't, we ain't dead yet, and we plan to keep on going for a while. Yes, I married a younger woman. What was that first point? It's powerful. What was the second point? It's precious. You know, uh, where's the hymn book at? I, I got a hymn book because it's hardback. This fella, we see him out of the corner of our eye walking around. 
And I thought, what's he doing, you know? But we were talking with dozens of people afterwards. I don't know how many people were there. And finally, most of them all disappeared. And then he come up to me. And he laid his Bible down. You, come on up here and help me. Yeah, you, you, come on up here. I need a big guy, see? Because this was in the 90s, and I was probably about your size when, in the 90s. Stand right there. Okay, you're going to be me. No, I'm serious. I'm uh, sure I, I can't help but joke a little bit when you're preaching, but this is serious stuff. You say 80 people got saved? That made the devil mad. But this guy, he was so real. He'd, he'd heard about God all his life. He believed in God all his life. But this is what he said. He waited to talk to me. And so I'm the Russian, okay? And you're me. He comes up to me. Just, I won't hurt you. And he grabs me and says, thank you for coming to our country. I believe in Jesus now. I believed in God for so long, but I didn't know Jesus come from God and he died on the cross for my sin. Thank you for coming to telling us. You sit down. Amen. You remember things like that that happened to you. Amen. He was just so thankful. How many of you pray regularly and just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Yes, amen. Is everybody in church saved? If you've never thanked the Lord for saving you, you ought to do it today. Yeah. And this is a good place to do it. Pretty sure I appreciated that Sunday school. So it's powerful. It's precious. And uh, the next P, it's predictable. Who could quote Isaiah 55 and verse 11? Not everybody at once. You don't have to look at it. I'll just tell you what it says. His word will not return unto him void. So you pass out gospel tracts. People will be saved. While I was pastoring, I laid 200 tracts. And I'm just telling you what I did. I laid 200 tracts on my desk in my office at the church every Monday morning. And I'd replenish my supply. I would usually put two fellowship track league tracks in one of these. And so actually I'd be passing out three tracks. So uh, they say you were cheating a little bit to call that 200 tracks. I passed out 200 tracks every week. But it wasn't as hard as I wasn't 200, 200 times. 75 people maybe. Still a lot of tracks. But anyway, we ought to we ought to have in our hearts this morning a gratitude for a Savior who went and died on the cross for our sins. Amen. And if you think about what he done for us when the nails were pounded through, through his hands and his feet, and he did that for you and me. Amen. And Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, and I think Luke again, Luke 4, 7, says the very hairs of our head are numbered. So listen, he knows so much about you. He, mo he knows how real you are. That fellow last week, 78 years old, he believed here all his life there's a God. And I uh, would not be surprised that everybody in this room believes there's a God. But do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? That's the difference. In our church, the six years that I pastored, from 2000 
2007 to 2013. That's where the years we, we weren't around here. But anyway, those years, there's six people that I can think of right now that got saved. And I baptized way more than that. But there were six people that were members of the church. One of them, she was sitting right there. One of them, and my, he's my, he was my associate for six years. Now he's been my pastor for seven years. And we still love each other. Anyway, Brother Bill was doing Sunday school. And uh, he was just talking about the crucifixion, what Jesus has done for us in Sunday school. And uh, he asked the question over and over and over and over. Are you sure you're one of his? Fannie Mae got under conviction. She kept thinking of that. Are you sure you're one of his? Are you sure you're one of his? Well, Fannie told us later on that many, many times in her life she'd borrow and say, Lord, if I'm not saved, save me. If I'm not saved, save me, Lord. But anyway, she didn't realize that when you get saved, there's first, are you listening? There's first <coughs> conviction. No conviction no conversion. What is that? You become aware of your sins and you agree with God that you deserve to go to hell. That's what Don Green was talking about. We're all rotten. And that morning, she just began to weep. So we went over to her and tried to help her with, that's a normal thing to do, help with assurance. Anyway, she says, no, I have never been saved. She was a preacher's daughter. Are you listening? She was 80 years old. We couldn't talk her out of it. And I said, well, you know the Romans road forward and backwards. And just like some of you young people grew up in church, you heard the Romans road over and over. There were sinners. None righteous, no, not one. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You heard it over and over and over. But are you saved this morning? Are you sure you're his child? That's all it took for Fannie Mae. And we said to her, well, you know what to do. You've heard it. Didn't have, didn't have to go over a bunch of verses. She knew what they were. And in tears, she bowed her head and said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've never been saved. Oh, and she went and prayed for a while. She went like that when she got done praying. Then she looked over at Brother Bill and I, and she said, man, she called us boys. She said, you boys need to baptize me now. You only get baptized after you're saved. And I just got saved, she said. Amen. 80 years old. Now you want to hear the rest of the story? Uh, the years I pastored, I never went into a home where it was just one woman all by herself, whether she was eight or 80. And so I'd knock on her door and I said, how are you doing today? And she said, uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for stopping by. I just wanted to stop by and pray with you. I'm so thankful to be saved. We stood on the porch. I said, I'm making visits in the area. We prayed. And she says, I'm so thankful to be saved. So thankful to be baptized. I'm ready to go anytime now. She says, but I wasn't. She says, oh, she was. Six months later, her daughter called me on the phone. She says, can you come over to, to mom's house? I says, yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah, she went out with a dog on the back deck this morning sometime. And it just appears like she just laid down and died. Suddenly. And the dog was wandering around out there. And I preached her funeral. When I preached her funeral, I brought out Matthew 7, 21. Not all that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. The will of the Father is that all come to repentance. Amen. 
You can't just tack salvation on the end of your life. Well, I'll just go to heaven because I'll just go to heaven because I believe Jesus died for me. And the devils believe and tremble. Then I preached about Philippians 3:18. Many walk the Christian road. Many they look like they're saved. They act like they're saved. They come to church like saved person. The end of that verse says, but really they're enemies of the cross of Christ. So if you don't remember that day, you wouldn't be able to sing like that quartet we heard some time back. I remember the day when the Lord saved me. Oh, heaven came down. What's the next line? Happy as can be. I would say, what? See, I try to murder the song somehow. But anyway, I remember the day when I was under conviction when the Lord saved me. And I had been out, I had been out trying to find happiness in a bar. Some of those bars before I was saved, I lived in Sioux Falls, 1500 Penina Street. Is there still a Penina Street here? They maybe changed it by now. And it was Log Cabin Trailer Court on that diagonal road. You know where it's at, you're old timers, huh? And uh, I used to try to find happiness in Sioux Falls and go to the bars and left Mary said at home. But that night I got saved, she'd been home praying. Prayer changes people. Prayer changes things. And she's praying. And I wasn't in a bar knowing that I probably was because I was out with some friends. When I come home that night, she said to me, I can't take it any longer. I'm going to go home to the folks. I think she said, I want to go home to the folks, but I understood she, she, she wants to go home to the folks. She wants to leave me. But she just really meant temporary. That's what she says now anyway. But I thought it was for good. God used that. I went to the bedroom. And I was sort of like Fanny because I, my brother gave me the Romans road and I prayed and I believed that Jesus died for me. You can believe that Jesus died for you and go to hell when you die. You're right. Anyway, I prayed that night. And I, she was still bowing in the bowing. She was still bowing by the couch praying for me. And she says, I just can't take anymore. And I said, well, something happened to me in the bedroom. I said, it'll be different. That was 53 years ago. Has it been different, sweetheart? Just talk to her. And we're going to keep telling people the gospel message. Why? Because there's people like me. There's people like Fannie Mae. They went through the motions, but they never got saved. Friends, I know I, I, I kind of interject a little humor in the messages and it just comes out. But I'm serious, like they say in Georgia, I'm serious as a heart attack. We don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. We thought we heard about some riots. Philadelphia and Portland, Los Angeles. But they may be a whole lot worse after that. It doesn't matter who gets in. And by the way, it, for the Christian, it really doesn't matter who gets in either. Oh, I'm praying that the conservative man gets in. You know who that is. Hey, not, they all deserve hell. Even all the politicians deserve hell. But I tell you what, that one crowd is a whole lot less apt to point our nation in the right direction. And I'm thankful that there is somebody that has pointed our direction. They've been, they've been sympathetic to the Christians. And uh, I was in Washington, D.C. in 2017. Whenever I, whenever I have a chance, I 
pin John Thune down. How many, how many of you know John Thune? I pinned him down because he told me he got saved at Community Bible Church in Murdo, South Dakota. I preached there many years ago. It was a little B Baptist church. But anyway, I said, remember I talked to you years ago? I says, this is a dumb question. Are you still saved? Oh, yes, I'm saved, he said. So I prayed with John Thune that day. And then this lady came up to me. She says, oh, you're from South Dakota? She says, I was born and raised there. She says, uh, told me about, you know what her name was? Christy Noem. She's now the president. I didn't know it then, but in 2017, she had her eyes on, on South Dakota and the governorship. Anyway, you can be thankful you have a governor like you do, because some, some of the states, and I correspond with some of the folks over at Jack Trevers Church in California. They're, they're going through the fire. Religious persecution. But anyway, I should have been done 10 minutes ago. I'm sorry. You try to quit in an hour? You try to. You don't always make it, do you? There is one more point, and I got one more, one more story. Would you like me to read that one too? You got time for that one? The reason I got excited about this one is it's the track that I put together over 30 years ago. And I say I put together because I can't say I wrote it because it's mostly Bible. And I didn't write the Bible. Hello, my name is Lisa. And I found your little track in a newspaper machine. It was laying on the top newspaper that I got today. I took it home and I started reading it and it really lifted me up and helped me. I don't know what would have happened if I had not found that. I just don't know where to turn to or who to turn to. But when I saw that tract on the top of that newspaper, I thought this must be a message to me from God. And that's when it hit me. Someone does care. God cares about me. And I say that to every one of us. When he knows how many hairs are on our head, he cares about you. And he wants you to go to heaven when you die. She says, I have so many bad things that have happened to me lately. I just want to die. But when I found that track and read it, I got born again. It changed my life. Amen. A track that I put together 30 years ago. And someone laid it in that machine. And she goes on and writes afterwards, I was at my breaking point. I don't think I would have made another day. She could have died and went to hell. Yes, sir. But she read about a Jesus, the Lord and Savior who died on the cross for her sins. And if we would but put our faith and trust in him, it could change our life. Why? Because we're all sinners. Yes. I witness to people all the time and they don't, they look at me upside down and crossways. Say, you're a sinner and deserve hell? I thought you was a preacher. I said, I'm still a sinner and deserve hell. But I realized that one day and I got saved. He changed my life. Yes. And uh, I could share with you more, but I'll tell you what, we'll bring two guitars, two Martin guitars and two King James Bibles the next time we come. And then I'll finish this message. And then there's a few more things we can share with you. But for sake of time, it's powerful. It's precious. What was the next one? Predictable. Then we could talk a while about that last P, or one of the P's towards the end. A peculiar people, zealous of good works. So if we would fill our pockets with gospel tracts, and you say, Lord, by the grace of God, this week I'm going to be a witness for you. And pass out some of those tracts. There's about 5,000 out there.
We're going to leave with you. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel a bit bad if a thousand are missing. Well, again, thank you for supporting the Fellowship Track League. And yes, the church did support us until I became the pastor, and then they kept sending that money to the Fellowship Track League. And uh, we appreciate that. And that's already been 20 years ago. Can I pray with you all before we leave? Lord Jesus, I thank you for this church. Thank you for them partnering with us down through the years. And once again, to be able to preach from this pulpit. Thank you, Lord, for what they have done. Thank you, Lord, for what you have accomplished in using them and reaching people in Sioux Falls. So I pray for Pastor Jed, his wife, his family, and then Heartland Baptist Bible College where we've been many times. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today. And Lord, right now, I just want to ask the folks a question as we end our prayer. No one looking around. I'll just ask you a question. We asked that morning and Fannie Mae was lost. Preacher's daughter, lost. You have a peace in your heart that you have been born again? Can you lift your hand up? Hold it up for a while because I'm going to look at all the sections. Got a peace in your heart that you've been born again. Some hands never went up. I don't know if they didn't hear me, preacher. You can put them down. But God's word is our authority, and it says there are people that have raised their hand in church. I led Tom Williams, son to the Lord. Paul Williams. Tom Williams is still traveling, he's in his 80s. And he says, I heard it from little child on. But he says, I wasn't really saved. That's like you this morning. And God's gripping your heart right now. Could you raise your hand and I'll end my prayer praying for you. Anybody like that? You're not 100% sure that you're saved. Just lift it up. I'll finish my prayer. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.